Welcome back. Hi. This is Trisha. And I'm Evangelist Lori Ann. And, and we're, we're kicking, kicking it, it with, with Jesus. Jesus. Well. On a Friday night. On a Friday night. I want to thank you for listening. Absolutely. I feel like we've just been rolling right into this. Haven't we though? Yeah. yeah. Last week was very interesting. It was really good. Yeah, we were all over the place, kind of. <laughs> I feel like we're going to be all over the place tonight, too. <laughs> yeah, probably. Probably. <laughs> oh, man. So, I just wanted to... I haven't told you this yet. Oh. I want to tell you this story. Surprise! <laughs> <laughs> just because I just felt it on my heart, to, and I felt Jesus say, tell the story on the podcast. Okay. I don't know why. So, maybe this is going to help somebody else in this journey or whatever so i have to tell you the backstory before i tell you what happened today okay so the backstory is before i got pregnant with my first are you having another baby absolutely not (laughs) no i'd be like you better not be telling me on the podcast absolutely not nope my uh, husband is fixed up Okay. Fixed-a-roo. That is not happening. <laughs> she said fixed-a-roo. <laughs> not happening. Jesus knows I can't handle any more children. So before I got pregnant, I worked at a call center in Connecticut. And my husband and I went through a hard time. And something major happened in our marriage and contemplated divorce. And behind my work, there was the, there's this walking trail it's like woods woods like the earth the trees like Mm -hmm. what god's created that has always spoke volumes to me Mm -hmm. like when i'm in a place not a good place like if i just go in the woods where i can just hear the birds and just like breathe in the oxygen from the trees like i'm good and i contemplated on that on that path with jesus multiple times multiple times And I would just, on my breaks, I would worship and walk. I had an hour-long break, and I would worship with my headphones on, and I would just walk that path. So you would contemplate what? Divorce? Yeah. Okay. And then I found out, you know, a couple weeks after that, I found out I was pregnant. Then I really contemplated. Like, I was going back and forth. Yeah. And I I worked at the call center for, up until I was about three months pregnant so for three months I was walking there and I was I would just talk to Jesus and it was just it was really deep on that on that on that walk so today so I so I say this to say today I have a three-year-old and she was on another level today like yelling and screaming and hitting and telling Parker that she doesn't like her and she doesn't love her and she's just like on another on another dimension I feel like it just we were not we were not okay today right so once Parker got up from her nap I was like oh you know what we're gonna go we're gonna go somewhere I gotta get out of this house Mm. I can't I cannot be in this house anymore I was getting I was I could feel the pains in my chest mm. because that's how at like I literally felt like I was gonna have a heart attack because uh, it was so stressful for me and um, I 
Octavia just did not, she just didn't want to leave. She didn't want to put her shoes on. She didn't want to, she was, she threw all of her snack all over the floor. Like, whoa. Like, it was bad. Like, she was t- temper tantruming out. Yeah, but it's a rage too, so. Right. Throwing herself on the floor, Mm -hmm. like, and I just had enough. Like, I yelled at her, like, it was bad. I needed to get out of the house. I was literally just going to pick her up and put her in the car and no shoes on. I don't even care. You're going to go in the car and you're going to sit in the car because I just need, even if I'm just driving, I need to get out of this house. Mm. So I started driving and I had the thought in my head, like, I'm going to drive to Willimantic and I'm going to go on that path. And then every time I kept thinking about that, every time I kept thinking about it, I'm like, what if somebody tries to kill me while I'm on that path? <laughs> I've walked on that path numerous times. Like, no one's going to try to kill me, but those are the thoughts. What if I go on that path and someone tries to kill me? What if an animal comes out and tries to attack me? Like, just over and over and over again. So I, it's just crazy now knowing what happened while I was on that path, why the enemy didn't want me to go on that path. So I get on that path, and it's just like a breath of fresh air. I get mm. out. I can breathe. Like, I just put them in the stroller, and I just go. I put worship music on, I put Caleb on, and I just I just start walking. And we're good. We walk for, like, 20 minutes, and then I turn around to walk back. So we're walking back, and... What's that song called? I wrote it down. Have you heard that song, Look What You've Done, by Tasha Layton? No. That song is playing. Now... I have my sunglasses on, and I have to just read the read the lyrics to you. That song's playing, and I'm remembering that I was walking on this, like, this whole picture came in front of me. Like, do you remember walking on this before Octavia was born. Now Octavia is out of the stroller and she's running around and she's laughing and she's making Parker laugh. And it's just like, just so crazy how different it was. Like as we're walking, she's just so happy and content and like loving life. And I'm watching her and I'm listening to this song. And it says in the chorus says, look what you've done, look what you've done in me. You spoke your truth into the lies I let my heart believe. Look at me now. Look how you made me new. The enemy did everything he could, everything he could do. Oh, but look what you've done. Mm. And all I felt Jesus say is, remember when you were on this path, the same exact path, and what you were crying out to me. And look at what I've done. Look at your children. Mm. Look at how happy they are. And I just like could not stop crying because I'm like, she didn't know I was crying. I just was, you know, crying the way I cry. It's like, <laughs> not allowing like real tears. <laughs> but like, how beautiful a 360 Come on. could be because like, look at what God did. And that's the truth. Look at what, like, and my husband knows this. Like, I was not, I did not want to stay in my marriage. But, like, look what God did when I leaned into him. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. And how beautiful. I mean, is it perfect? No, by any means. It's not perfect at all. I mean, every day I'm, like, (laughs) pulling my hair out between my husband and my kids and everything that I have to get done. But it's just so beautiful how he took me there to to remind me 
of where I was, even being pregnant with Octavia and then watching her just like run around and loving life and like just, you know what I mean? Like, it was so beautiful. He's, He's so good like that. He's so good like that. So, I posted a, there's a gentleman that I, I follow, he's, he's really powerful. His name is Brandon Gatson. Mm. Very knowledgeable, a lot of wisdom under his belt, young man, but powerful. And he did a segment on, it was a two-part segment on women in our role. And so, you know, let me just touch on that for one second. For so long, and I think I said this to you the other day, Jesus brought me into the book. I was sitting at the Bible table a couple mornings ago, and he brought me into the book of Revelation Mm. and how the enemy from the beginning of time with Eve, and it's just been since, this, this oppression, this hold down, that women have and have had right and i feel and i know that in this season in this time jesus christ is calling his daughters forth and for those that will hearken unto the voice of their god we're gonna go Whatever platform God is calling you to, whether it's to be a supervisor in, your, in, in the company that you're working in or, you know, whatever role God has called you to, motherhood, yeah. it's going to be a level up. And so I'm reading Revelation the other day and that dragon called mm. Satan, that was his intent right from the beginning, it said. And so Brian Gatson just kind of breaks it down and says, listen, and I'm just going to paraphrase it how, how I... Right, right. So there's five offices that God has given. Spiritual offices. An apostle, a prophet, a teacher, a pastor, and an evangelist. A woman can be all those things except for a pastor. I've heard my entire life. Right, right. So I wrestled with Jesus for I can't tell you how many years. Now, do I consider myself a pastor? No. Do I know my word? Yes. I've been a Christian for a long time. I love Jesus. Like, Jesus is everything to me, Mm. right? And I love talking about him wherever I go. I go for blood, and I don't know how we end up getting on a conversation with Jesus, but they end up crying, and I'm like, be careful with my vein, you know what I mean? (laughs) Like, Like, hello. (laughs) And I say that seriously because that happens. But I feel like... It's not just women. So now I'm gonna kind of shift, okay? I think the enemy knows 
those that can rattle hell mm. and those that they rattle but he he can get them contained because let's talk about David for a minute mm. let's talk about it <laughs> let's talk about David for a minute so when I was going to Liberty University we had to write a paper on David King David mm. And Trisha, I wrote, I wrote on King David. And let me tell you what I believe. I believe that there was generational curses of adultery. Yeah. That stemmed from, I can't prove David's grandfather, but I can with David's father, Jesse. Mm-hmm. Because all his kids, all his boys, Samuel the prophet's coming because he's going to anoint the next king. He says to Jesse, David's father, I'm going to have dinner with you and your kids. Consecrate your sons. Meaning, get them ready. Let them be cleansed and pure. Right. <clears throat> And we're going to eat. All of the sons are consecrated. Except for David. David he leaves out in the field. Mm. Shepherding the sheep. Is he not his kid? Right. Or. Is it. You remind me of my sin. Right. So stay over there. Because every time I see you. I see what a mess my life has become. Fast forward. How many wives did David have? How many kids with different wives? Right. You kill a dude because you lust after a woman taking a bath on her porch. That's why. And she, I mean, she doesn't have a choice. She got to sleep with the dude, right? Mm hmm Because he's the king. Okay, again, fast forward. How many wives and concubines did Solomon have? You see the generational right, curse? Right. Oh, yeah. Like, it, and it just... And the kids... David's kids were off the rail. <laughs> yeah, they were. One lusted after his sister, raped her, then spit in her face. Right. And was like, get out of here. Like, like how hatred just right, came how up. How dare you be here? Right. <laughs> then the brother of the sister kills the kid that, the brother that raped this. And then one takes the kingdom right from his father. Yeah. Right out from underneath his nose. And Solomon, same craziness. Like, talk about a generational curse. But I believe with all of my heart, I say all that to say, I believe that that hung on David all his life. Mm. Oh, yeah. Never felt good enough. Never felt loved enough. 
Because if he had, I don't think he would have had as many wives as he had. I don't think he would have tried so hard to get someone to love him on a level that it should have been his daddy. Right. Do you know what I mean? Right. And I think that that's like one of the number one strategies that the enemy uses. What we don't receive from our childhood, mm. somehow, some way, the enemy works it into our lives and brings shame and guilt and loneliness and seclusion. Do you know what I mean? Wait, well, you weren't worthy enough to get that right. from a child. So and you're not worthy what enough do we to know? get that now, right? Right. And right. what do we know? We don't know any better. Right. So there's these heavy bags that we've got on our shoulders and we just keep piling stuff, right? Right. And I'm like, how come reading the word, we don't learn? We don't learn. I say all that because tonight the Lord was speaking and he was saying, so there's, so there's different dimensions. We're on the earthly realm. Right. Then you've got the highest of heavens, which is heaven. But then you've got this middle one, the spirit realm that we can't see. So here on earth, we use swords, we use guns. Right. You can't use a sword in the second heaven. It ain't gonna do anything to the demon. Right. Right? But there is a sword that we use in that realm that we can't see. And it's called, called the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Right. And I was saying this when you first came in. I think when you read the Bible out loud, when you are singing a worship song, I mean, I sing all the time. Like, Music is just in me. So I'd be walking around the house just singing. And it's a, it's a biblical song. That sword is slicing up some demons that I have no clue, man. None. And yet, the word of God is just like... That's okay. And I really think that that's why we go through the warfare that we go through. Absolutely. We have no clue what we're doing. No. We read out loud and the devil's like, shut up, shut up. Well, not the devil, but demons are like, shut up, shut up. Get a distraction. Do something. Hurry up. Knock that off. Because it's doing damage in that realm that we can't see. Mm, that's good. I mean, I, I believe that to be true because... Again, and I know I said this on a past podcast, I think in last season, but I was watching something on YouTube and a girl was had a demon inside of her, but she was a Christian. She was a young girl. And the demon said, and I don't believe everything I see on TV mm. or mm. the internet, right? But this just seemed 
I don't know. There was something about it. Like her voice changed. Like it Come just on. was not her. Like from the beginning to the middle to the end, it was just the middle was not her. And uh, he said, the demon said to the, the pastor, she just won't stop praying. She ah. prays all the time and it's driving me nuts. And I believe that has to be true. It probably does. Every time we talk about Jesus, every time we sing a song, every time we do say his words out loud, you know? I, I don't I, think people realize. I really, I, I've been saved for a long time. I don't even think I realize. Right. And that's the truth. I don't think we realize, Joshua, the power we have. Jesus says, your words, listen, <clears throat> your words, the things that you say have power to either bring life or to bring death. Right. So what do you speak over yourself? If you continuously say, oh, I'm so stupid, mm -hmm. dummy, guess what? That is what you believe of yourself because you're constantly talking back yourself saying, this is what I am. Right. Well, try that's, different. That's how God, I mean, God is so good in how he creates us. Right. So we create the brain. First of all, is just like amazing. Mm. But have you seen the experiments done? They do it in schools, elementary schools with plants. And they have one plant mm. that they're enclosed. You you they're enclosed. You either say positive things. You all they have all the students for multiple yep. months say positive things to one plant and negative things to another. And just they're in the same little dome, not in the same one, but they're in the same kind of dome with the same air, with the same water, mm. with the same everything. It's the same plant. The one that is getting talked to negatively withers and dies. And the one that is getting talked to positively thrives. Mm -hmm. That's the same thing with us. Like it's crazy. It's proven. And like, even, right. you know, even like scientists will say like, you just have to speak positively because that's, well, God says that your words hold power and you're yes. going to be judged yes. on every word that you say. Come on. So why is he going to judge you on every word that you're going to say if they're not powerful? You know, it's the truth, Trisha. It is the truth. And I don't think that we... I don't think that we really ever stop and think about what we're saying. I think we, I think most people just talk to talk. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Absolutely. And absolutely. Without ever stopping to think about what you're saying. For instance, I mean, I hate to say it, but it's the truth. It's the truth. <laughs> Get me behind the wheel of a car. Yeah. I know. It's You'd be like, uh, you really saved? Right. Like, <laughs> and Jesus, help me. Help me. But I am going to say, if people could hear what I say, not that I'm cussing or nothing, but I'm like, you idiot. Like, what's the matter with you? Right, Why you right. cut me off? Gonna... Don't you know what a blinker is? Right. <laughs> And you're like, Lori, really? Really? Like you just stopped the car, got out and prayed with somebody. Come on. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's funny because I, 
I try, I've, for the past couple years, even before I, you know, past couple years, like, I don't swear, like, I'm really intentional on, like, what I say. Because I just don't want to, like, be that kind of person that, mm. like, swears all the time. Like, I just, like, don't like that. So, but I also have an anger inside of me. Mm. Like, a reactive anger. And I don't want to be reactive. Right. And so that's something I talk with my three-year-old about all the time. Like, let's not be reactive. And then when I'm reactive, I'm like, sorry. <laughs> like, I, oh, I'm, like, apologizing to a three-year-old almost every day, all day. She never apologizes to me. I just want to put that on the table. She never apologizes <laughs> to me. <laughs> oh, she will. She will. But, um, She'll learn it. She'll learn it quick. I always tell her, like, at the end of the night, like, mommy's going to try to do better tomorrow. But mommy needs your help. If mommy starts yelling, just say, mommy. Take a deep breath. Mommy, don't yell at me. Mm. Mommy, shake your anger out. Because that's what I tell her. We got to shake our anger out. And she's been doing that. Wow. She's been, like, this past couple days, she's like, don't yell at me. And I won't even be yelling at her. I'm like, all right. Don't be dramatic. (laughs) 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 But, like, I feel like we also need accountability. Because if you have somebody saying, hey, don't do that. You know, we're going to be like, oh, yeah, you're right. You know what? That did sound, that sounded bad. I probably shouldn't have said that. You know what? I'm sorry. But you don't have anybody in the car with you. Right. You know? Right. So that's where you got to really listen to the Holy Spirit because that Holy Spirit is in the car with you. (laughs) So let's change the subject completely, if you don't mind. So you've been reading the Bible for a while. Yeah. So... Tell me which which New Testament person do you like the best? Person? Yeah. What do you mean? Tell me what story is your favorite right now. In the New Testament? I don't care. New or old. Who's your favorite person? Hmm. I would have to say Paul. I always thought Peter was my favorite person, mm. but now I never really knew Paul, like, until I just started reading about Paul and, like, just knowing who he was and where he came from. His, I don't know why he's so powerful to me. That just makes me feel like he came from me, like, he's talking to me. He, Jesus, Jesus did what he did for Paul for me because Paul ushered in the Gentiles, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know, I I just feel like he wasn't one of the top dogs. Right. And he was really bad. So like, I can't be that bad. <laughs> Jesus would still love me, right? I don't know, I just, I think Paul, if I'd have to think about it, probably Paul right now. Yeah. I did just read First Peter for the first time. I've never read First Peter. Yeah, you told me. And that was really good. That was That was a really good book. It's about hope. It's about hope. It's It was a really good book. But what you're talking about, the I did read Philippians. And I've read Philippians multiple times, but Philippians 4. I just read this yesterday. And it says, uh, Philippians 4, verse 12 and 13. Mm-hmm. So you know how everyone always says, I'm, I'm able to do all things through him who strengthened me. Mm-hmm. We all use that. But do we really know what he's talking about? Seriously. Do we know what the verse before that says? Say it. Because that is so powerful. 
I know both how to make do with a little, and I know how to make do with a lot. In any and all circumstances, I have learned the secret of being content. Being content. Whether well-fed or hungry, whether in abundance or in need, I am able to do all things through him who strengthened me. And before I wrote this part, I wrote this part. Jesus, help me be content in all things because I'm not content. I'm not content in all things. Though he strengthens me through it all, I am not content. And then I said... Hold on. So when you say not content, explain exactly what that feeling is for everybody that's listening. When you say you're not content, but he strengthens me, what exactly is it that you're saying that you are not? Like, for example... I'm not content with knowing that God has my husband in his hands. You know what I mean? I'm worried. I don't just chill. You don't trust. I don't trust. I'm not content in knowing that even if, even if he never saves him. And I mean, I do think that my husband is saved, but even if he isn't walking with Jesus the way I feel like he should, even if he doesn't walk have him walk that way or even if he does have him walk that way what our life will look like if we're both serving jesus to the fullest even if i should still be content in all of it and i'm not i'm like an anxious worried ball of frustration and i just want to be content in all things i want to know that regardless of what you're going to do i'm okay with it you don't think that you are even though I'm a that dirt piece of you, that that human piece that was made of dirt, worries, and you're like, I don't know how you're gonna do it, but I mean, I believe that you're gonna, but like, I believe that he can. Do you believe that he will? I don't know. That is where I say I'm not content because I know that he can do it. I know that I know that I know he can. I've watched him do it for other people. But knowing that he's going to do it and knowing that he can do it is very different. So I just want to say something to you. <laughs> so for those of you that don't know, we talk like 50 billion times in a day. So you just, you said to me today, well, how God telling me as a wife, how many, how 50 things I got to do and God only tell him one thing he got to do. Yeah. But do you remember what Peter. you said? Do you remember what he said to you? I don't know. Even if, I'm going to paraphrase it my own way. Even if he doesn't become Josh doesn't become what you think he ought to be. He will become what God said he's to be to balance you out. Mm. And by your behavior, how you live, how you react to certain situations and, and things, you'll win his heart over to Jesus. Because he sees the Jesus in you. 
Right? Right. You said That's, that. That is what I said. You're right, because I wrote that down. That was in First Peter. That's what I'm saying. Like, First Peter is a good book. Go read the whole thing. It's only five chapters. Not that long. So, I said that because <clears throat> the other day when I was driving, I heard God say to me, you pray, I... You pray over and over and over again because that's a obedience, right? And sometimes I answer your prayers quickly and other times I won't because I need you to be obedient. So you've got to keep praying over and over again. Yeah. And that's where I, where, you know, First Peter chapter 3, in the same way, wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands so that even if some disobey the word, they may be won over without a word by the way their wives live. Just saying. Right. But I still go back to the fact that... And I think it has something to do with me. And I feel like the moment my, my body or my mind shifts to, from this, something major is going to happen. I just don't know how to shift it. But the moment I stop feeling as though... I did something wrong and that's why God isn't going to do because I know he can do it I know he can do it I a hundred and billion percent know that he could go like that and things can change but there's something inside of me that says but you don't deserve it or you didn't ask and you did it on your own and you didn't you know, seek Jesus and how you're supposed to do it. And you, all these thoughts. So it's like, well, maybe this just is my destiny. My destiny is to just not be happy. Not that I'm not happy. I am happy. Don't get me, don't I get, get that twisted. But you know what I mean? Like I my destiny is just not going to be that. That's just not because that's the road I chose. And you know, it's funny because you were talking about that last week about how you said, God said, if I wanted to keep the daycare, mm -hmm. and but my destiny is this way. And that's why I feel like, that's how I feel. Like, maybe I just chose the way that he said he'll bless that, but I didn't choose my destiny. You know what I mean? Like, that's how I feel sometimes in my mind. So do I know that he can? Yes. Do I think that he will? I don't know. Because I don't know his plan. You're not supposed to. I know. Which it's I'm a, a planner. Thing. I'm a planner. Yeah, but Jesus can we write is a, that Jesus down? Is a <laughs> but then I wrote up here before Paul says he can do all things. He stated he is content in all circumstances. Mm. Content in all. Before he says that he can do all things. He's content. He's content. Sorry. In all circumstances. I'm not content in all circumstances. So that's why that prayer right there is, is what I need. Jesus, help me be content in all things because I am not. And that's just, my husband's just one of those many things that I'm not content in. You know what I mean? Like, I think though, Trisha, you know, and I'm, I'm not trying to, you know, make you feel better. I promise. I think that just because of who we are, I don't think we, we will be. The Apostle Paul, I mean, let's face it, that brother, I, 
look at how radical, how radical Jesus touched his life. Right. Knocked him off a horse. Right. Blinded him with this big old light. Yep. Spoke to him. Why do you keep fighting against me, Saul? Right. He's like, who are you, Lord? I'm Jesus whom you keep fighting. Right. Right. The dudes didn't see the light, but they heard the voice. Now Paul's blinded. He fasts for three days straight off the rip, right off the line. Mm -hmm. He fasts for three days because he can't see. Right. So he's led into the city. Now God goes to Ananias and says, hey, there's a dude on Straight Street. Go see him. His name's Saul. He had a vision that you came and you prayed for him. He, Ananias is like, God, I'm sorry. I love you and all, I know but who that guy no, is. <laughs> I, I heard today. the report to him. <laughs> and here, here is Paul radically touched by Jesus. Okay. Knows nothing. Knows nothing about Jesus. Totally, totally smart when it comes to the Jewish law. I mean, cross every T, dot every I. Right. The brother was above those that were older than him. He knew his stuff, but knew nothing about Jesus. And now here is Ananias. He prays for him. The Bible says, and it's always skeeved me out. I don't know why, it just always skeeved me out. But it, he, the Bible says it was like scales that fell from yeah. his eyes. Like you could see them. And I think my own opinion. It wasn't just an eye gate. It was a heart gate too. Mm. Yeah. Ananias baptizes him with water. And straight off the line. He leaves and starts talking about Jesus. Who does that? Who does that? What do you even know, brother? Right. What do you know? The only thing that you know is your testimony. Right. And that's all he's given. Over and over and over and over again. And then he goes with the apostles for a year. I think God used Paul in a magnificent, magnificent way. I mean, homeboy wrote majority of the Old Testament. Yeah, the New Testament. Really like, I'm like, he what really is did. going on right now? But for me, yeah, Peter. I do love Peter. Peter. Jesus, I would never deny you. I would die with you. Mm-hmm. Brother can't stay awake in the Garden of Gethsemane. The spirit is willing. Your spirit really wants to serve God. God, I'm going fast. God, I'm going to give you my prayers. Right. God, I'm going to X, Y, and Z. I'm starving, God. Can right. I just have a piece of bread? <laughs> I'm dying. I just want a potato. <laughs> You know, I just, I feel in my heart, like he, Jesus said, your spirit is willing. It's on fire for me. But your dirt self, yeah. your flesh, it's weak. It, it's, it's weak. 
And it really is. Me and fasting, yeah. I'm not big for no reason. I'm not. I love food. I hate fasting, but I have been doing it. I do it once a year. And, you know, I just feel like I probably should do it more. I had this thought the other day about fasting, but I was like, okay, God, not yet. Well, just so you know, I'm going to throw this out. Probably not. Oh, she said probably not. <laughs> but next Tuesday, I'm fasting. All of Tuesday. Wednesday, the break comes at your dinner time. So whatever time your dinner time is, because everybody's dinner time is different. Mm. So your dinner time, you break the fast. Pray before you break the fast. And I'm praying for night of awakening, my prayer, the reason why I'm doing the fast. And it's not like the Lord told me to. He didn't. Right. It's just my heart is for names to be written in the Lamb's Book of Life. That's good. But also, for the demon of religiosity. Yeah. For the demons and the spirits that go and, well, you've been saved for two years. You should be living right now. Right. For there to be a rededication of your heart toward your Savior. Remember, remember where you came from when he found you. Right. You were a mess. You were broken. You were shameful. You were guilty. And he said, not guilty. As a matter of fact, let me touch you with my love. And didn't you feel it? And that is what possessed your heart to look to him. Mm. We forget. We do, we forget. And so my heart is for a remembrance and a passion to fill you again. Or ever, like, so I, I've been praying about your awakening every morning for the past couple days. Every morning, I don't know why it comes out of my heart. As I'm making breakfast, I just, so I just start praying out loud because anytime something comes on my heart, I start saying it out loud or I pray or whatever. Mm -hmm. So, and it has been that awakening has been coming on my heart for the past like three days now. So I've been praying, but my prayer for your awakening is that the people that come, mm. if they've never really, they could be saved or they could not be, but the ones that do that are saved but that are stagnant. Come on. That can feel the Holy Spirit and just something inside them change and shift. Like, whoa, okay, this is what I needed. Right. This is who I need to be serving. This is what I need to be doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I think that's what it is. Like, people need to have that switch. Like, I don't know, like, I, I, I've been saved for a while, but there's a song that says you left your high something, like, you left your place on high to come here so I can be with you. I'm paraphrasing, it's definitely not right. exactly the words are, but so that I can be with you in eternity forever. Like, you left your place to come here so that I can be with you for eternity. Isn't that amazing? Like... Just Ugh. those words, like, I just don't Jesus. think people understand. Right. Like, they're just living their life 
in the mundane and in over and over and over. Like, can we just stop? Can we just stop for one second and remember that Jesus was like, all right, I'm going to come to earth. Come on. Come and on. he didn't live that long. He didn't live that long of a life. But he did it and he suffered so that we, me, the person that reacts out of anger way more than I should, and he tells me not to in the book, he tells yeah. me not to, but I Come do. On. He came for me so I can live with eternity with him. I just want people that come on Friday night to experience an understanding of Jesus. Do you know what I mean? I do. And that's what I've been praying for is that the people that come just are awakened. And I was talking to my cousin about this a couple weekends ago when I went to that thing with her. And she's just like, I just feel like I'm awakened now. Like I'm awake to what Jesus, you know, and that's what it is. People need to become awakened from it. From the for truth. him, you know? I think too, Chisha, I mean I know a lot of people and I keep hearing the same thing. And it's you know Lori, can can you pray for me? This is what's going on in my life. And they and they and listen, we have issues, we have problems. Marriages are hard. Children are hard. Children wayward. I mean, there's so many pressures in life. Bills getting paid and, right. you know, no job and whatever the case may be. For some people, is is deep, right? But when you magnify that, you've taken your eyes off. Right. And you've... And I hate to say it like this, but I'm gonna. You glorify what's happening in your life. Unintentionally, yeah. You, you do. do. And you do. now that becomes like this big paramount of, ugh. And now it starts to affect your insides, your mind. You can't sleep. You, you're all... And Jesus is going, hey... Can you fix your eyes back on me? I promise you, I've got it. I promise you, it's all going to work itself out. Mm. Because again, another promise in the Bible is what the devil intended mm. to be evil. God takes that thing. He turns it around. He makes it good for those that love him and are called according to his purposes. So I know that I'm called. I know that Jesus loves me. I know I love him. Right. Can I say that I always get it right? And I, I remember, oh yeah, that's right. The devil's playing yeah. me here and right. God is going to get you. Right. I'd love to be able to say that that's what I do. I don't. Right. But I do know. I may not pray. But I will sing. All day today, all day today, I, all these songs kept, he kept dropping these songs in my heart. Mm. And I was like, I haven't heard this song, Jesus, in 
from when I first got saved 27 years ago. Crazy. I'm like, I didn't even know I knew the words. I uh, know that to be true, what you're saying. I know that to be true because as you were talking, it just reminded me when I was in church and I just heard Jesus say, keep your eyes on me. Come on. Because I think that not even consciously that we do this, we just get worried about what other people think. Come on. What other people are going to say, time. what other people are going to do. Oh, if I, you know don't have enough money people are gonna look at me this way or if i don't have this people are gonna i just feel like we're just worried about what everyone else is gonna say or All do or time. think where and even today as i was driving here i don't remember exactly what i was thinking in my head but then i heard jesus say again just keep your eyes on me and i keep hearing that for some reason probably because he knows how messed up my brain is lately <laughs> but I think we just have to keep our eyes on him. Come on. So I, I believe what you're saying is to be true. Like we, we do focus on that one thing and we focus on, and that becomes everything to us. Right. It becomes our God. It's true. Or, you know, past, past mistakes, past regrets, past, you know, and it, it, it does it, 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 I can only tell you what, I've gone through and what works for me. You don't have to take my advice. I don't, side note, all day today, all day today, I was telling, I was telling dad, I kept hearing the Lord say to me, disciple my daughters. What? What does that even mean? Like, I don't even know what that even means. Right. And, you know, some of my teachers that worked for me, if not all of them, would say to me, and they'll just, even now they'll say, the daycare was like boot camp, Christian boot camp. Mm. Like, you taught us. But I think it's because that's the way I was taught. Right, right. You know what I mean? Like, everything was very... Side note again, Dad's you know, like, do you know shut why? that vibrate off, that vibration that, right? on the phone, <laughs> shut it off, and I'm like, and my phone just keeps going. Brr, brr. Oh, Sorry, wow, everyone. That's so funny, because that's all I kept thinking about. It's like, you know that's why that's sad. happening. That's sad. <laughs> oh, that's so yeah, funny. of course, you know. But uh, so yeah, the awakening. Jesus called for it. So this is him. This is not me. I'm just a vessel that he, he wants to work through. And so if you're in the Rhode Island, Ma Massachusetts, Southern. Connecticut. Yeah, Eastern Connecticut. Yeah, we will be having a night of worship and Jesus-centered. Mm. How about that? Jesus-centered night. 516 Newport Avenue in Atterboro, Bethany Village Fellowship. Come and join us. We'd love to have you. It'll be May 26th from 5 to 9. I'm looking forward to it. I've been in prayer for it. I, I know I'm not the only one. It's going to be good. I really feel like the Lord Jesus Christ is going to move in a way that we haven't seen you. We haven't seen yet. If your heart is open. Right. 
you know? So I think that just to, you know, I was not going to talk about this, but now I am going to talk about it because, <laughs> you know what, why not? Let's just open it up. Let's talk about it real quick. A night of awakening. Like if you're a Christian, if you're not a Christian, if you are a Christian and you are backslidden, come on. This 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 conversation came up and we were both like, huh? My my feelings are very strong on this. I know what you're gonna say before you even say it. I know <laughs> what you're gonna go because we talk fifty times a day. Can you lose your salvation? Can you lose your salvation? Can you lose your salvation? You've been saved. I'd love for anybody to comment on that. Oh, I'm sure Please. people are going to comment. Please, <laughs> comment. Can you lose your salvation? And now it's not in the Bible, right? It's not in black and white. Uh, it's not in black and white. It's not like, oh, in Philippians 3, it says, you, you can, can lose, lose your, your salvation. salvation. No, but in the Bible, it does say that he won't, no, nothing can pluck you from his hand. Like, it does say stuff like that, right? Certain people will say, you can't lose your salvation, but you can be led astray. So you can like almost lose your mind while you're here on earth. I've heard that. I've heard, um, yeah, you can. And then I just started thinking about it, right? Mm -hmm. I just started thinking about it. Can you lose your salvation? I don't believe that we can lose our salvation, but we can forfeit it. We can give it up. I believe we can. I believe that Jesus gave us free will. And I believe that if we are truly saved, like truly, truly walking with God, have accepted him into our life, we are truly saved. We are changed for Jesus. If we decide that we don't want to do this anymore and we throw up our hands and we walk away, I believe Jesus respects that. But I also believe that if we were to die in that season, Jesus would say to us, I did know you, but I don't know you anymore, so depart from me. So do I think that we can lose our salvation from our own doing? Yes. That's my opinion. That's, that's my talk. But I believe... <clears throat> can I just read one thing from Absolutely. you? Absolutely. Because I got scripture Go. for that. 1 Timothy 4, 1 says, Now the Spirit explicitly says that in later times, some will depart from the faith, paying attention to the deceitful spirits and the teachings of demons. Later times, some will depart from the faith. You're going to make me go really deep right now. They will depart from the faith, right? So The faith. Not the salvation, the faith. Let me say something. Listen to me. I'm Ready? I had to have two other okay. scriptures here. Do you remember the story of Jacob and Esau? Yes. Okay. Their father Isaac, he was he was blind. Right. Okay. He says to Esau, "Go out and get me game the, and cook it the way I like. Right. And then I'm gonna bless you." Mm -hmm. Okay. He thought he was gonna die. Mm-hmm. Rebecca hears, right. she sneaks and connives and makes her kid Jacob do the same thing, sneak and connive. She puts stuff on his arms, put Esau's clothes on. He walks in with the game, okay? Walks in with the food. Right. And, J and Isaac says, 
Who are you? He said, sit up, father. It's me, your firstborn. It's Esau. He smells him. He smells like Esau. Mm. He tastes the game. See all the senses? Right. Working. It tasted like the game that he likes. The touch. All these senses are working and it it feels like God. Looks like God, kind of. And he says, you smell like, you feel like, it tastes like God. But it doesn't sound like God. Mm. Right. In the last days, the discernment, God will check your spirit. You have a choice at that point to either fight. It sounds not right. Something is, it looks right. The worship's right. Mm. But it's not because God's checking your spirit. God's checking your discernment and he's trying to tell you, don't listen to that itchy ear stuff because that's not me. I'm not in that. We have to choose. It's a faith thing. Your faith can be swayed one way or another. Absolutely. And that's what he's saying to you. Can we forfeit it? Yes. But. True story. If you love Jesus. If you love him. Mm. Will you really walk away? You may get angry with them. Mm, yeah. Because I, yo. I don't know. I mean, like, I don't, I'm not in that season of that. So I don't know. But can you? Can you? Get, you can get angry. You, yeah. And I definitely think you that. You can be like, I'm done. See ya. Yeah. 2019. Right. I'm done. There wasn't one day that went by, not one, that I did not cry. Not one. Because of my sin and what was happening inside. And I knew I was hurting my God. And I knew that I was hurting my man. Mm. It was Jesus that rescued me. That song Rescue by Zach Williams. Yeah. Yo, volumes, even to this day, volumes. I'll cry if I hear that song. It pulled me out of the darkest time of my life. I feel in my heart that Jesus got a pencil and when someone, because the Bible says that when someone comes to the Lord, when he leaves the 99 mm. to get the one, right? Right. They throw the biggest party, the Bible says, in heaven. Right. So you can't tell me that on the other side of the pencil, there's an eraser and he erases the name. Cause it would be like what I think happens is the consequences mm. to your decisions. That's good. Some are, are grievous 
grievous. Yeah, can you end up in the mental institution? Yep. Can you end up, you know... That's what this one pastor I was, I was listening to was saying. He's like, can you lose your salvation? No. And he went through all these things. And no, you cannot lose what God has already given you. But what you can do is make yourself crazy. Mm. Will, your, will your life be what God intended it to be while you're on earth? No. Mm. If you want to walk away, you're going to be in hell Come on. on earth. Just like you said, a mental a mental institution. Depression. Anxiety. Suicidal thoughts. It's it and it will be the enemy will have a field day with you. But if you were to die, Jesus will know you. Will know you. Will. Yes. You know, the price that he paid. I don't think I mean I think we have an idea when we read and yes, we cry because can you imagine what all three of them went through? The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, mm. right? A part of them was, you know what I mean? Right. For all three. Jesus is hanging, Father, why have you forsaken me? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, all three of them paid a really heavy price. Once you pay the price, you pay it. Right. Yeah, that's good. And I just feel in my heart, like, there is no greater... There's no greater life than a life in Jesus. Yeah. Is it good all the time, man? No. And not, let me let me be the first to tell you, and I ain't even trying to lie. There, along with your salvation comes sorrow, comes pain, comes tears. But the benefit? Yo. And I wrote it on my Facebook yesterday. As hard as my life has been at times and the sorrow and the pain and the having to forgive people that despitefully on purpose, yeah. purposely, you, you sit there and you concoct ways to hurt me and then you carry them out and they hurt. And then God says, forgive them. What? What? Yeah. And yet. None of that would I change for the life that I have. None of it. None of it. I love my life. I do. And that's the truth. It's not always easy, but my life is good. Sometimes I want to choke my man, but you know. <laughs> Me? You. <laughs> that's so, that's, that's good. I mean, I don't know. I don't know right or wrong i i mean i kind of personally believe that if you could lose it then you just weren't really saved you weren't truly because i believe that when you are truly saved you want to be changed you look at your life and you're like i am a mess 
I don't want to live like this. And it might take a while. Mm. But I do, you, you, it says that he's going to transform you, right? Like he's gonna, he's gonna make your heart new. Right. You can't have a new heart when you have an old heart, when you still act the same way and you still do the same things and you have no desire to be different. You just show up to church every Sunday, but then that's it. Like, and that's okay when you first get saved and stuff, you know, but you should want to be different. You know? Yeah. It's like the story, I want to say it's in the book of Luke. I think it's in all the Gospels, to tell you the truth. But about the seeds. Mm-hmm. You know, some seed right. fell among thorns and some in and, and, and bad soil. Right. Those seeds are, are people that they heard the message. They were sitting in church. They were whatever. The, the person taking my blood right. <laughs> and they heard it. And at, at first they got really excited and they're like, yes, Jesus. But the riches of, of life, the, the cares of the world, the weighty things of your marriage and your finances and your job and all those things took first stand instead of Jesus. See, it's a faith thing. Mm, yeah, I was just I was just thinking that. It's just a faith thing. It's, it's just a faith. A faith. It's just the hope of it's the hope of Jesus and you just don't have that hope. Which let's end with that because I want to say this. I want to say this. Okay. First Peter. Mm. 3 14. Do not fear what they fear mm. or be intimidated. But in your hearts regard Christ the Lord as holy, ready at any time to give a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. We have to remember that we have to have hope in Jesus. He may not, you may not see with your physical eyes him standing right here and him alive and active. Like this word is alive and active. Alive. alive. And I think that is where... And I, I'm speaking to myself because I feel like the past three years I've just realized that this word is alive and active. It's true. It's, it's, it's walking with us. And I think that we have to remember that we have to have hope. We have to have faith. How do we get there? We keep seeking Jesus. Even when we mess up. Even when we mm. yell and scream. We still seek Jesus. We still turn around. We still say, I messed up. I'm not perfect. <laughs> Jesus. I need help. Even if that one thing, like God said to me, you, you, the prayer, you don't ever, you don't stop praying. You don't stop praying. You keep praying for the same thing over and over and over again until it comes. But you don't stop. You don't give up. Pray without ceasing, is that the Bible says. It's true. It's true. You know, I you said that and I had like this vision of <laughs> we're demon slayers mm-hmm. you know what I mean right. like the word is active right like the beginning of this conversation with the sword of the spirit in that second realm in that spirit realm that we can't see every time it's like the words are slicing these demons 
left and right and they're like just shut up and that's powerful to me because you know what i want to live a life i want to i want to keep my eyes on jesus i don't care what other people think i don't care come if on. i'm a nervous what somebody's gonna say what's on my shirt come on you know what i mean because yeah. those are the thoughts that come in like i don't care i want my eyes to be focused on jesus because I want to live the rest of my life that I have on earth. I don't know how long that's going to be. I want to live the rest of my life that when I die, the demons are happy. You know what I mean? I do. That's the kind of life I want to live. Like, yeah. finally, she's gone. Because if that's true, where what I'm speaking, I'll read my Bible out every single day. Come out, on. out loud. Come on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially if my kids are around. I'll continue to read my Bible out loud. I won't read it in my head. You want to play that game? I'll play. I'll have that sword. You know. Yep. And so that was that was really that was cool because you said it and that that was the picture I seen. Mm. Demon slayers. I think that'll I'm be our next T-shirt. I think I'm gonna make a T-shirt that says I'm a demon slayer. <laughs> That's so funny. For real, I ain't even lying. Corey. <laughs> Corey! <laughs> anyway. So, I want to pray for the people on the other side of the screen. I hold hands because I, uh, we're standing in a gap interceding for people, mm. you know? Precious, precious Jesus, how we love you. How we glorify you and honor you. Knowing, Jesus, that you are a God that goes before us and behind us. You are above us and on either side of us. The only place that you are not is under our feet. Mm. Father, we just give you the glory and we say thank you. Thank you for your son. Jesus, thank you for the heavy price that you paid for my and my sin. Holy Spirit, thank you for being truth and comfort and strength and might. Thank you for always wooing my heart back to a place that it needs to be. Holy Spirit, as the daughters of the King, we stand in the gap and we stand interceding for every person that listens to this. Yes. We ask Jesus that you would touch them in the deep places of their hearts I pray that you would lift the shame. I pray that you would lift the guilt. I pray that you would lift the depression and the oppression, the, the oppression that keeps them down, that doesn't let them see the light of day. Jesus, I pray that you would give them your eyes. Jesus, I pray that you would lift those, Father, that are bound by low self-esteem, bound by anxiety. Even for the ones, Lord, that may love you, Jesus, that are living for you and yet are still bound by low self-esteem and anxiety and depression. I speak to those demonic spirits in the name of Jesus and I say the blood of Jesus is against you. There is still power in the name and in the blood. Lord Jesus, let us be reminded that it was the blood on the doorpost that the angel of death saw the blood and he passed over. 
Let the blood of you, Yeshua HaMashiach, be over every single person that has said yes and amen to you. Cover them with the blood. Touch them in the secret place and bring them to a place of surrender. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. All right. I, uh, there's, there's somebody that you're, you're living, you know that what you're doing is wrong and you keep, you keep playing with this sin and you think that God understands. But if you was to be truthful before your father, you know, cause it hurts you. You know that he's not okay with it, but your flesh wants what your flesh wants. And like Jesus said to Peter, James and John in the garden of Gethsemane, your spirit is willing, but your flesh is weak. Put your flesh down. Mm -hmm. First, if you don't put your flesh down, there'll be a price to pay. But if you do put your flesh down and you repent and you cry out to God over and over and over again to set you free, there'll be grace to meet you there And the reward will be wonderful in Jesus' name. Okay, so. That was good. Absolutely. May 26, <clears throat> 516 Newport Avenue, Attleboro, 5 to 9, Bethany Village Fellowship. If you're available. Come to worship. Yes. Who knows what's going to be on this playlist, but you know. And please, next week we have Dina and Denise. We are going to be talking about New Age. That should be interesting. Woo! I'm very excited about it. Me too. So Me too. Make sure you like, subscribe, comment. Please comment. Give us a comment on what you think when it comes to so, can you or can you not lose, lose your salvation. That's it. We came to the conclusion that we cannot. We cannot lose ourselves. I'm very curious, though. I mean, for people... I'd like to hear the conversation. It's all Absolutely. about a conversation, you know? Absolutely. So, anyway. And you're never intruding. You're never... No, no. You know, I no. want you all to know that. This is this is an open platform. And we don't have all the answers. We don't. We just it's read the Bible. And we go with what we feel Jesus is saying to us. Come on. So, Come on. until next time. We are just kicking, kicking it, it with Jesus. Jesus. God bless you guys. Bye-bye. <laughs>